Well, this is your show, so... This is my show, okay. Jesus, this is my show, not, not do, your do show. It. Hello and welcome... <laughs> uh, no, I'm tempted. Anyway, hello and welcome to Unpick. This is a show about costumes, clothes, the things we wear, and why the fuck we wear them. Um, I am Sarah McClintock, artist, costumer, and else to be quite honest that's pretty much all i do um and with me today <laughs> is mj if you want to introduce yourself oh yeah i'm mj i'm a, a writer and musician and some other things uh occasional erstwhile dungeon master oh, yeah. <laughs> and i'm uh, i'm hyped to be here yay thank you very much for coming on oh, my pleasure um so in the chat like 10 minutes ago you sent me a selfie of the outfit you're wearing <laughs> um yeah i did um wait, i've lost it because i don't like stuff. i don't consider myself a fashionable <laughs> i don't consider myself a fashionable person like now i've had phases where i've been like really into clothes um and then i sort of like decided that i was happiest being sort of a general butch um <laughs> and do that now but i am wearing these like like floral khaki dad shorts and like a white v-neck today it's it's like it's not a great look but like it's a pretty it's a pretty good look yeah the shorts i like if i could describe them they're sort of mid-thigh it's got pink flowers yeah, i mean they're ferns. men's like i got them oh i got them in the men's department at the big box store where i work they're like they're like um the same cut as like the chinos that they sell, except that they just stop at the mid thigh. It's very like dad core. They're they're kind of um, they're a little bit. No, I had to do it to him. Kind of that. Yes, they're a little bit. No, I had to do it to him. <laughs> just to reference the memes for all us meme savvy generation. Yeah, I mean, listen. That's the only way that people get listeners, right? Is if they reference <laughs> enough memes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that a cat in the? Picture? I'm just here to help. Oh yeah, in the oh. that's my cat. That's Hugo. He's really fat. Um, I could yeah, I could. He's I a could good see. man. I just saw this round yeah. orb at your feet, and I was like, "Is that a cat?" Um, he's an absolute unit. To reference another meme, <laughs> that's the only language we speak on this podcast. Um, I also see you are wearing okay. a John Paul Jones necklace. Is oh, that I am always wearing a John Paul Jones necklace. That's yeah. That's like. Man, I got that neck, this necklace in like 2012, mm -hmm. which I think is maybe even earlier than like I met 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 you via the internet. It was like an early acquisition in terms yeah. of my like being deep into like 70s rock and 70s style, but I literally have not taken it off since 2012. <laughs> <laughs> if you take it off, your true form will be revealed. Um I mean, it's the it's the thing that's just holding it all in. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not like I've never been much for jewelry. Uh so this is like the only thing I've got. I mean, I have I have like piercings now, I guess, but those are also relatively new. So, hmm. what piercings do you have? Uh I have a nose ring and uh I have a few different nose rings now uh like that I swap out. Um most of the people that I know who have nose piercings just like have the one that they got when they got it. Um but I have some rings and some studs um and then I also have pierced ears. And I mostly do, like, 
weird screw back earrings in in my pierced ears. I have um a pair in right now that are like it looks like an arrow has been shot through, like it's the arrowhead on one side oh, and the, yeah. like the feathers on the other, and they screw together. Yeah, I've got some like that um, that just look like dragons have... are coming through your ears. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> they're they're good. They're like the only I earrings I, I enjoy do. wearing. They're very good earrings. Yeah, yeah, um, I... but. Yeah, uh, I have like I have a I used to be really into rings when I was like in high school as well, and I have like one ring that I occasionally wear now if it's a special occasion, but it's like turns my finger green and was definitely purchased for about three dollars. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah I I had I had my nose pierced once, and then like a week later I blew my nose like too hard and it fell out and I couldn't find it. Oh Jesus! So that. <laughs> that was the week that I had my nose pierced for. Um, I mean, we all go through that phase. I had my nose pierced in high school as well. Like, I had a, I ha- got my nose pierced when I was 14 on my 14th birthday, which was the, like, earliest you could get it done in the yeah, city yeah, that I was living same, in legally, I uh, by, like, a professional. <laughs> and I had it for, like, six months, and it fell out, and then I didn't have it again until I got it re- re-pierced in... I guess 2016, mm. so a couple mm. of years now. Yeah, it's kind of like whenever I was turning 14 and everyone was turning 14, it was like the first age at which it was like, oh, this is a thing that is legal to do now. So everyone was like, went crazy. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Like, there's excitement about being 13 because you're a teenager then, but 14 is where you like, mm, I can get a non-ear piercing. That's cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, so you said, okay, you did say some things earlier about your sense of style. Because my internet is really shitty, all I heard was robot noises <laughs> until the word bitch. Oh. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, it's basically robot noises and then the word butch. Like, <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> a nice little encapsulated, like, my emotional spiritual journey. Um... <laughs> But, uh, so I've, like, I've been through a bunch of different style phases, and I think that probably everyone does go Mm -hmm. through those, but, like, I, when I was, like, a teenager, I dressed really, like, pop punk, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, because that was, it was the mid-2000s, and that was very, like, in, um, and in college, I, like, started wearing really feminine clothes for the first time, um, Mm -hmm. which is weird sort of in retrospect but also not like it was you get out of like the town that you live in and you experiment a little bit with like what you like and what you don't but like there was a probably like two years when i was in school where i wore like a vintage dress and heels every day like damn (laughs) or like at the very least a nice skirt i like i had long hair which i don't now and uh i like would do my hair and i wore makeup and i it's like it feels completely bizarre to say and talk about now because it's so the polar opposite of what my style is. But like, yeah, is that weird? To, I <laughs> like, I I can't. I'm like, who is this person you're describing? Because it doesn't look it doesn't sound <laughs> like yourself in any way. I'll I'm send like, you some pictures. It's like he, insane. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I was also like. So I went to, I'm kind of a hick. This is like, I'm, I'm like from a trailer park. Uh, and when I went to college, I was like the first person in my family to like 
go traditionally to college. I worked really hard for it. I was like the valedictorian of my graduating class in high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to a very, like, posh, small liberal arts college in the Northeast, uh, where, like, mm-hmm. the people that I was friends with were, like, the children of movie stars or famous authors or whatever. It was, like, very strange. Um, it, it was a surreal experience. Um, but I definitely, like, pretty immediately upon arriving there was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to, like, interact with rich people. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of that was, like, Mm -hmm. develop tastes that are different. Like, think a lot about putting together an outfit and then, like, be interested in, like, vintage fashion, which is something you can only really be interested in if you have a little bit of financial privilege. Um, Yeah. And, like, my stuff's not that nice, but it is old and weird. (laughs) Like... Yeah, and yeah. I like I, I I learned to sew a little bit. I'm not great at it. I don't do it as like a hobby, but I I like learned to mend things so that I could buy something and then fix it and then wear it and look nice. Like, oh, it's very. It it does feel like I'm talking about another person right now, but like it happened. So, um, how long ago was that? Like. Uh, this was probably, like, the worst of it, uh, I think, stretched from, like, maybe 2010 to 2012. I sort of fell mm-hmm. out of it again my senior year. I sort of, got, like, started getting my stuff together. I, like, cut my hair. And then, like, I fell back into it a little bit. I, you did know me when I had the, like, really long Robert Plant hair. I do, I do remember. And I still sort of miss your Robert Plant hair, if only because I'm, the <laughs> Robert Plant's hair is very it's a wonder of the world kind of thing it's beautiful Um, and somebody should have it i'm actually i'm like very vaguely starting to grow it back out it's a little bit long right now i mean long for me but i'm like thinking on it i'm thinking on it as a project yeah yeah i mean would um when you cut your hair was that did, did it go all at once do i remember uh, it did. Uh, I have, like, man, my my be- world's best story about getting my hair cut is that, like, I had this really long hair for such a long time, and it, it is, like, very curly and very blonde and, like, pretty striking. Like, I don't have a, I don't have an especially striking face, I don't think, but I have really striking hair. Um, and kind I, like, it. I'd been wearing it long for years, and I had, like, I, I cut it short in college, uh, and so I had grown it out from like a pixie. So I was really proud of it. But it also, it's just incredibly curly and it takes a ton of work. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I had this one day where I was like, I like braided it and I went to my shitty like secretarial job in Queens because I was living in New York and I was working for this like film warehouse. It was terrible. It was like the worst job that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But I went there and I was so miserable and I like felt like there was hair all over like my neck and I couldn't get it to like do what I wanted it to and I was just like uncomfortable. And I made an appointment online with a hairdresser downtown at like a salon I'd always thought looked cute and they did online reservations so I didn't have to call anyone, which I was really excited <laughs> about. And yeah. I went in and she was like, well, what do you want to get done today? And I said, I want you to cut my hair really short. And she said, are you sure? And I said, do you remember when Britney Spears shaved her head in 2007 (laughs) because she wasn't allowed to leave the house without, like, people messing with it? I am having that moment, but I don't think I can pull off a shaved head. I need your help. (laughs) 
And she did it for me. And, like, I didn't go as short as I have had it that first time, but it was pretty short. It was pretty much all at once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. That, uh... And I'm, I'm really glad that they just... They, they, did, they did that. Um, yeah. I mean, she you. was great. I kept going to her the entire time I lived in New York for, like, all my touch-ups. Uh, Shout-out to Mariana at Twigs in the East Village, if you have New York listeners. She's tops. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, yeah have a few i'm sure um i because i speaking of robert plant hair i swear i heard an anecdote somewhere from robert plant where he was like no one will cut my hair like no hairdresser will like (laughs) accept the task of cutting my hair because they're all like we can't cut your hair it's robert plant's hair um i mean that's that's like that's fair it's so iconic i mean i don't know if you remember when Harry Styles cut his long hair and it was like this big event and his entire family was there and they had like photographers on site but like it's like I don't know when you have an iconic look people don't want to be the person who's responsible for it going away yeah yeah I haven't been to hairdressers in like 10 years so I who knows <laughs> um, That's fair. I remember when you cut your hair uh also very dramatically yeah. short cuz you had like the the I do not remember the name of the Disney princess with the hair that you had, but people were always asking you if you were like a big fan of hers. Um Yeah, it was married. And, like that was very dramatic as well. Yes, from Brave. I I mean, I was very sick of people calling me Merida from Brave cuz I don't like that film mainly because people <laughs> kept calling me Merida from Brave. Um but no, I think that the process of shaving your head or cutting your hair is a thing we all kind of go through. I, mean, I, mean, I think I it's cleansing, personally. It's I always, every cleansing. time I get like, like a good haircut, I feel like I am able to then go forth and move on or whatever. It's a symbolic yeah, thing, I, for sure. I think I got a new phone last month. And was kind of like I felt like a different person, and then I was like, I've "Got to cut my hair." <laughs> it very much, but just because I got a new phone, I was like, "I'm a different person. Like, I can't have this hair." No, I totally understand go. that. Like every time I I enter a new phase, like if the new phase starts naturally, I either cut my hair or I dye my hair. I need like I need very clear, delineated like looks. <laughs> Start a new job, dye my hair. You know. I moved to Chicago mm-hmm. and I immediately dyed my hair this like lime green monstrosity. It was great. It looks <laughs> it was a very good look. Or did. <laughs> so was the your transition from vintage femme, this other person who I cannot comprehend, to <laughs> your current butch self? Was that sudden or gradual? Um, and a, was it a little bit of? Um, go ahead. <laughs> I was I was going to ask was it prompted by life changes? Uh probably. Yeah, I I expect so. I mean, it's not a secret that I'm a big lesbian. Like I <laughs> I occasionally am the dungeon master on Dungeons and Lesbians, which God willing in the creek don't rise is coming back in July. Uh now that Beck has a bachelor's <gasps> degree is and everything, right? It's news. Uh we were ah! like talking about it and planning things. Um but so it's it's not a secret. It's something that I'm relatively open with in my 
like online presence, but it's something that I'm pretty quiet about in my real life, partly because, you know, I'm a private person um, and I don't really love talking about like my personal life, um, but also just because it's hard. It's hard to have been kind of like a small town person. Uh, it's hard to be... I know it's hard to be anybody and to grapple with some aspect of your identity that you think people might not like. Um, And so I was like, I was like very cautious to put a label on um, my, my sexuality. I'm still very cautious to put a label on like my gender identity. I use they, them pronouns, but I don't like really go hard for anything. And I will pretty much accept anything. I'm, it's just like, I have weirdness there. People know that I have weirdness there if they're, like, in my life. Um, yeah. But it's... I don't know. I When I was in school, I was very, like... Like, not wanting to conform to a stereotype. I knew that I wasn't straight, but I was still trying really hard to, like, have what I considered to be a normal life. I dated a lot of guys, which is another thing that people find incomprehensible. <laughs> um... And, uh, I, like, had a lot of boy drama when I was this person wearing these, like, beautiful dresses. Um, and at a certain point, I was like, I don't feel like myself, really. I, I just want to wear, like, a pair of jeans and do my homework and, like, try and get out of college alive. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and then it was really in the first few years after I graduated that I sort of, like, I didn't, like, go on a journey of self-discovery intentionally, but I lived in New York City on my own, uh, and that in itself is something that's going to make you confront your difficult truths if you have them. Um, Yeah. And I, you know, started dating women and and started being more comfortable referring to myself as a lesbian, and uh, eventually I did, like, come out to my family, although that's still (laughs) weird as... As families are, my entire extended family is Mormon, so it's, like, dramatic or whatever. But, oh. um, yeah. Uh, you're getting all of my, like, weird lore, the extended MJ universe. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, like, and so... I'm, I'm in awe. You, yeah! There it is. Um, and, like, I don't know. It, like, it wasn't necessarily a pointed decision. It was just, like, I'm gonna do what makes me comfortable and sometimes like there i think my not my most recent facebook profile picture but like my second most recent facebook profile picture is uh me this winter and i like i had grown my hair out a little bit because i live in chicago now and chicago is fucking cold and i want it am i allowed to curse Mm -hmm. on this podcast (laughs) oh yeah i can i can tone it down um but i wanted to like cover my ears a little bit and I'm, like, wearing a dress and a little sweater and a, you know, a pink apron covered in cupcakes because I like to bake a lot. And I was, like, making cake that mm-hmm. night. Um, and I'm comfortable pretty much with that, you know, that aspect of myself. It's not something that I really uh, bring out terribly often or feel compelled to bring out. But, like, if I need to look nice for a thing, probably I'm going to wear a nice dress and I will put makeup on and I will do my hair nice and I can do that and I don't feel terribly weird about that. It's not, it's just not my like my base self necessarily. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it does because there's there's a difference between um, 
coming into a new environment where, say, you're surrounded by people who are fancy and rich and can afford vintage clothing, <laughs> which, dear God, I love to go into vintage shops and look at the things and then look at the prices and then leave and make it at home by myself. It's like pirating clothing. Basically. Oh, I love that. And so there's a, yeah, um, there's a there's a sort of difference between wearing a dress in that environment where you feel the pressure from the people around you and then going through a process of self-acceptance but still retaining those skills and still retaining that sense of aesthetic but it's just you need the foundation of having your self acceptance or whatever there's a very different like there's a huge lot of sense (laughs) There's a huge gap between, like, being forced to wear a costume and wanting to put on a costume. Like, it does, like, even now when I when I wear, like, a nice dress, it does feel a little bit David Byrne big suit. Like, it is, it's like an aesthetic <laughs> choice that is meant to symbolize a thing. But, like, yeah, it's one that I'm comfortable doing and uh, occasionally happy to, to portray or whatever. It's, it's an artistic choice. <laughs> just like david burns big suit yeah um yeah and so i want to i want to god everything you've told me is really fucking fascinating Holy <laughs> i'm so um, glad like i offered to do this podcast but i was also like i don't know shit about clothes i don't wear clothes look at my dad shorts like i'm glad that you're getting something out of it i mean i feel i mean as a I, I extremely am because, like, as a costume person, I don't. I'm not. I don't do fashion. Fashion is about looking nice and like, or looking. I don't even know what fashion's about. But costume is about portraying people. So you're a, you're a human person, and I'm talking to you about what it's like to be a human person. Um, that, so I yeah, I am a human person more... until I find evidence to the contrary. I'm I'm holding out though. I'm waiting to be a concept. Um, so I wanted to get into like a few specifics of like what your wardrobe consists of so the the pair of Chino West how do you want to do it to him shorts that you're wearing today is that a staple of your wardrobe or more of an outlier um it's not necessarily like an everyday thing but it is it gets very hot and humid in Chicago and I only have so many pairs of shorts so this is like my pair of shorts that aren't like skater boy jean shorts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my one um so you you said i think when you went through your standard current wardrobe mentioned a lot of sort of jeans and t-shirt type things or was that a, um, a misheard thing that i oh i don't know if i'm the recording i i think probably you? yeah like I, I think I said something about that. I don't remember. I, I have no idea what I've said or what I will say. I'm a, a enigma. Um, but uh, I do I do wear a lot of jeans and t-shirts. I work at, uh, like, a big store where I have to wear, like, a uniform of colors. So I wear, like, a lot of khakis, oh. which is not my favorite. But, like, if I'm, if I'm, like, in my normal, like, if I were a cartoon character and I was going to be drawn in one outfit for, like, my life, it would be, like black skinny mm-hmm. jeans and sneakers and like a t-shirt and an open button down tucked in that's sort of like the mm-hmm. platonic mm-hmm. ideal of mj clothing 
Is um, are black skinny jeans and sneakers a pop punk influence? Probably. I don't know <laughs> much about pop punk. I mean, the sneakers that I choose are definitely a pop punk influence. I don't know if it, like obviously pop punk is my thing. It's not your thing, but um, yeah. When I was like one a- time, <laughs> I went to an all time local concert. <laughs> That's the only experience of pop punk. I'm so I have. proud though. The tickets were That's free. That's perfect. My friend was. Going. That sounds great. I love it. Um, That's all I know. <laughs> I like. I did this big, like, personal project in 2016 where I, like, went to 50 pop punk shows. I was, I was like, miserable otherwise. Yeah, I know. It was so much. Um, but, like, that was the first time that I had been to the Warped Tour since, like, I was a teenager. And it was, I don't know, it was really interesting. It was very, like, like having been an emo teenager was something that when I was, like, in college, I was pretty embarrassed about. And it was this sort of, like movement of radical self-acceptance towards like this person that i had completely rejected uh joan didion is always like Uh you should be on nodding terms with your past selves or else they'll come and like harass you she says it better she's joan didion but like Mm -hmm. i don't know i wanted to go yeah put some like put a button in that like phase of my life that i was still sort of in and then just like radically divorced myself from when i got to college and like had to be fancy um but i do i like i wear a lot of converse and i wear a lot of vans and those are the shoes that i did wear as a teenager to like my you know my fun jump up and down shitty little club shows yeah sorry i just um googled warp tour oh you're not american okay the only time that I've heard of the Warp Tour is on Dungeons and Lesbians <laughs> when y'all were like, oh, this is the fantasy Warp Tour. And I was like, I, I didn't like question it. And I'm like, wait, that's an actual thing. And it's extremely sponsored and directed by Vans. Yes, it is. true people. It is the Vans Warp Tour. Um, um, and this is the last year it's happening, which feels like a little bit bittersweet for me. It's like a terrible, terrible tour. Um, and nobody ever makes money on it. And it's like... <laughs> weirdly blurs the lines between who's allowed like backstage and there's usually some manner of like some dude does something untoward with a fan and nobody punishes him for it it's like it's the worst it's objectively the worst but it's also like where i learned to be a person it's also where i saw my chemical romance the first time so for what it's worth (laughs) (laughs) therefore it's good Mm -hmm. sometimes Um. bad things are good actually (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how many um, pop-punk bands I've, like, accidentally seen because I used to live out back of this club in Glasgow that played a lot of pop-punk bands oh, and God. their tour buses would always park, like, right outside my flat. I'm so And there'd glad. occasionally be, like, teens loitering on our steps to, like, wait for the band. And I was like, I've no idea who any of this is. I'm sure someone is excited. I'm glad that you guys are here to loiter and the, um, enjoy life. The loitering teens on your back stoop, extremely me in high school. I have, like, a lot of weird stories about, like, being on people's tour buses and, like, eating donuts. I don't know. I was, like, I didn't have very many friends, but I was really into this one specific scene. So I would, like, go hang out with the people in the bands, and that would be, like, my social interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Is what it is. And wait, did you um did you study music? In- I did. Uh in college, college. I did study yeah. music. I didn't study pop punk. I studied classical piano. Um, <laughs> and other things, huh. but like my 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 main focus was classical piano performance. Huh. 
Yeah. Damn, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> it's it's like I feel like I've known you like for so long, but I haven't really known you. I'm I'm till now opening up my heart to you in this moment. <laughs> God. Um. But yeah, no, I I did a lot of uh, classical music. I also did a lot of bluegrass in college. I like I play mandolin, um, and so I, I played in a bluegrass band in college. Um, I play guitar. Oh play some other stuff hmm. it was very it was like a multi multi-faceted music studying experience but uh i retain yeah. a lot of love in my heart yeah. for classical music yeah um i wanted to I'll, i think what i what i want what i want you to do is think on maybe like two days this week and if you can remember what you wore okay um and tell me about them sure <laughs> Okay, uh, so I uh, I had an interest, like an atypical interesting week, because um, I I left the country for the first time ever, um, and oh. that that was neat. Um, I went up to Montreal with a couple of friends, um, and had a lovely time in Montreal, pretending that I still spoke French. Uh, I suck at it, but I did <laughs> order coffee and stuff. And was the person in the group who spoke Très French, bien. so it's fine. I felt very powerful. Um, so I, uh, we went to this water park, which means that I had to wear a swimsuit. Uh, something that, because I cannot mm-hmm. swim, I have not done in many, many years. <laughs> um, mm. And I, the swimsuit that I do have, I like when I was shopping for it. I was really like, I'm gonna wear like something as utilitarian as possible and I thought about getting like like trunks and trying to figure out a way to like make it just wearing shorts and a t-shirt in the pool and then I was like that sounds unfun that sounds like a lot of work I don't necessarily want to do that so I have this like it's like a navy blue one piece and it's sort of a haltery strappy back but it's like it it's very covering and it's sort of low cut on the hips which I appreciate Mm -hmm. because I have giant hips um, yeah. So it covers my entire ass, something that is rare in American women's swimsuits. Um, God, yeah. And it's like got some flowers on it or whatever. Um, and I I wore that, and then over that I wore this like cut up nasty Zane T-shirt that I like rescued from the clearance bin at a Hot Topic and cut up, um, uh-huh. <laughs> which is. Uh, my aesthetic uh and i wore some like some jean shorts um but it was that was uh, like that was fine that's probably a a good indication of like where my priorities are like i want something utilitarian but then i also want to wear something horrible over it yeah yeah like that zane i'm assuming this is yeah this is one this is the only zane i'm that that man i'm quoted on that zane's wikipedia page uh, because I reviewed his album, and I think I'm the only person from a major publication to review his album positively. So they uh-huh. like have me. It says Magdalene Jenny, which is my name of Pop Matters, says you know, and then thing I said about his album. Uh, so I like Zane, and it's on Wikipedia, so I'm not allowed to like front and pretend like I don't like Zane. <laughs> Confirmed, like Zane. Um. That, I think that, like, the fact that it's Zane t-shirt, the fact that it was rescued out of 
a bin. It's also like 2XL. Um, like, it's enormous. It's like, it fits me like a dress. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And you said that you, like, cut it yes, up yourself. Yes, I did. I customized it's it. It's like, I cut the sleeves off and I took it in in the middle so it was less like a tent. Um, and it's like, I cut the neck out because men's t-shirts always hit me too high at the neck and I don't like things touching oh, my yeah. neck. <laughs> So, like, it is a custom, extremely horrible Zane shirt from a Hot Topic clearance bin. Oh, see, that's, like, that's, like, pop punk meets those sewing skills you learned in early college and combined to become the ultimate It's extremely like my power outfit. Love that Zane shirt. Wore it to a goth club later that week. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Um... And again, oh, um, and uh, for I you said two mm-hmm. outfits. I can do a second outfit. Um, I went. To, God, I'm just gonna keep talking about One Direction. I went to see Harry Styles in Boston. <laughs> um, I was nice. like visiting friends, and then uh, we went to the show. And I like the the friend that I was with is uh like a costuming student. Um, and she's really really talented, and she had these nice. like. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, she she was going to three Harry Styles shows, and she made a different piece for each of them. So she was wearing these like incredible high waisted like bell bottoms that she'd made out of drapery fabric. Um, they were amazing, mm-hmm. um, and she like outshone everybody there, obviously. And uh, I I had like I had like skinny jeans and sneakers, and then I was wearing this vintage. Uh, like short sleeve button down that I bought in uh, in Virginia with Roy, uh, like the first time I ever went to Virginia uh-huh. Beach to, to visit Roy and Ray, um, and <laughs> I wore that open over this like incredibly loud patterned like bralette that has birds all over it, um, and uh-huh. it was it was like a good uh-huh. look. It was very like like butch on a like a date, um, but like a fun cool club yeah. date. Um. Yeah. So I'm 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 definitely like more uh, reserved in my style, but I can do it, and I have a really nice stomach now because I box, so I can wear an open shirt and it looks very good. And like you know, when you're at a concert and Harry Styles is there, you wanna you know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta turn up. He wears a bespoke suit for every single date of his tour, and it's a different one every time. So. Oh my god, he gets paid to make those. A lot oh, of people, shit. but like, you oh. should look up Harris Reed, who's like his oh. most underground or unknown designer, I guess. Like, Harris Reed is pretty much only known because of designing some of Harry Styles' suits. Um, and they're all really, really good and like amazing. I could send you some of Harry's best looks if you want. <laughs> In my I opinion. Can do it. But he wears like a lot of Gucci and a lot of Saint Laurent and whatever. He's yeah. rich. Eat the rich. Oh, you know what? I've just googled <laughs> hmm. Harris Reed suits Harry Styles. Um, come on, load yeah. Google images. Load. They're like the Harris Reed oh, suits specifically are very yes. like frilly and like big, uh, big pants, like big uh, pleated pants with like panels and whatnot. They're very yeah. very good. Tom, you know what? I've just realized I haven't actually like looked at Harry Styles since like 2013 or whenever good for you we're still a thing and I'm like you know what 2013 he was probably good. the peak 
Yeah, he looks great. I'm so proud. He does look good. Huh. Um, well, I think I'm going to start wrapping up around there. Perfect. Um, do you have any final things to say before? I don't I get think so. I've been having a... I can't believe it's coming back. <laughs> I've been having a lovely time talking about clothes with you, despite being a little bit trepidatious because I don't know anything about clothes. It's fun, neither do I. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been fun. It's been real. I like, I, I don't know. I've listened to, I don't know if I've listened to every episode, but I've listened to at least Colin's episode. Um, and mm-hmm. I really like the perspective of being like, like what do clothes say about a person not necessarily in terms of like style or trends or anything but like what is utilitarian to living your best life like i think that's very interesting um yeah like what makes you feel the best and the most confident and the most yourself that's a really yeah that's a really cool yeah way i might, to think I might um i would i would recommend the sally and emily episode because we talk a lot about well, we can talk a bit about Mormons and Mormon influence on dress and stuff like oh, that. Oh, word. Yeah, it's wild. Which, yeah. <laughs> it's um, uh, it's a lot. Um, um, yeah. So I, I can, I can, having sort of talked about that, I can see why your family would be a bit weird. They're about. weird. They're a little, they're like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like people always expect them to be weirder about stuff than they are. They try really hard, but like, they're still yeah. Mormons. um so great thank you very much for coming Uh, all right do you want me to do like a closing plug yes plug all your shit and tell us about coming back (laughs) yeah uh okay um so you can find me on like twitter and tumblr and everywhere that i am at pirate jenny jenny is spelled j-e-n-n-e because that's the way that my name is spelled um and i host I DM a D&D actual play podcast called Dungeons and Lesbians, which is everywhere at DNL Podcast, I think. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had to do the plug. We're about, we've been on hiatus for uh, almost a year, and we're about to come back, and it's very exciting for all of us, and also very scary for all of us, so please listen and support us in our emotional I'm journey. Going to die. I'm so pumped. Yeah, me too, don't worry. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I think that's um, all I have. So as for myself uh, or the podcast, um, probably just find me on Twitter at Sarah Mick Costumes, MCC Costumes, um, and I, I did reserve a Tumblr URL, but I haven't been using it. So honestly, just don't bother. Just at me on Twitter at Sarah Mick Costumes. And, that's so valid. Tumblr's um, a pit. <laughs> yeah, like I I made it and then I never go there. So I yeah, people might have messaged me there, but who knows whatever um and yeah once again thank you for coming on oh it was really my pleasure everyone remember that harry styles still looks good yeah i'm glad that that was your takeaway i think so too